guys, I'm ready. Whoa. Welcome to the Tug of More. Guys, what's up, everybody? So glad that you're here. Yes. If you uh, are only listening and not watching, you're missing my co-host, Dick Tracy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked to the young adults before we walked over here, and they were like, Dick Tracy, who's that? They had yeah. to Google it. They didn't know. But yeah, this is my outfit today, my giant yellow trench coat. The other day, though, when you came in on a Sunday looking like uh, Barney, Barney's little friend. Hey, we can put in a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the side-by-side side side. side of side. Whitney on Sunday and, right. and Barney's friend. What is her name? We still don't know. I don't know, but I'll tell you this. The algorithm knows that I had been talking about Barney, and I got home that day, and I saw on my Netflix or Hulu or somewhere -uh. a Barney documentary. Are you serious? Yeah, and so Rachel and I watched a Barney documentary. Was it terrifying? No, it was good. It's, oh, okay. It, but it, was, the lady, it was wholesome? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was oh, wholesome. Okay. But the I lady, the lady. Well, there's a couple scandals. Oh. Uh, you want me to just drop it? Spoiler sure, alert. Okay. Sure. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to watch the four episode Barney documentary that I four and, episodes. Yeah, I think it was four. The lady who invented Barney and ruined her whole life, and it ruined her son's life. And he like turned to drugs and all the things, and she got divorced because they became like multimillionaires. And then oh my word. And then like more Barney, money, more problems. Yeah, but yeah, Barney became more important than the son. But oh the guy, God. ready? Here's the scandal. The guy who was in the Barney costume became a male prostitute. What? They call it some kind of um, a gigolo? healer. No, like a healer. <laughs> he has some weird like, weird like Asian word and then healer. And so he would go around. No. And that's a scam. Heal women's. That's a scam. Sexual. Uh, okay. <laughs> dysfunctions through his Barney power. And like, so they had to fire him. And that's crazy. Yeah. So Rich, it was one of those documentaries that like you have it on and you're like half paying attention. Yeah. And then you like have to rewind it. Like, wait, wait a second. What did they just say? What did they say? Oh my word. So yeah, yeah. Barney. We watched the subway one. That's pretty horrible too. The subway one? Yeah, the subway guy. Uh, oh, Jared? Jared, yeah, that one's really bad. Yeah, what a freak. Yeah, it's crazy. So He's traveling around the country molesting junior hires. The moral of the story is don't get famous and you'll be fine. So thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we sign out. <laughs> we're, hey, let me tell you something. We are doing the tug of more as a, as a labor of love. That's right. Because... We're not famous. No, we're just two friends. We got people in our church starting Look, podcasts. This is a segue. We're getting people in our church starting podcasts, getting yes. more viewers. Good job, guys. If you haven't go watched Pastor Tim's podcast, he's probably smoking us. A story worth telling. Story worth telling. And then the prodigal sons, uh, Terry and Marcus. You, this is, go watch you know, this is what we do. Other YouTubers, they collab. Yeah, we can, we should. We should have like a circle, like a group session. Okay. That'll so be super fun. Okay. Here, here's what the tug more is. Yeah. Conversation between, uh, see, that's what I was doing. Two friends. We're I just know, two friends that talk about where we are. Right. But really where we want to be. That's right. That, that tension, the of, fight, the struggle of growth is what we call the tug of more. Yep. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm always getting pulled into something more. Yeah. Like I'm not just satisfied with where we're at, but there's there's more. About it. <laughs> we were in a conversation yesterday with one of our guys who's helped us financially in seasons like financial wisdom and stuff, and he said, "Well, it's good." He's like, "I don't know what you're gonna do though after this situation uh, that we were talking about specifically is taken care of." He's like, "Because y'all are." always going to find something. He's like, you like to keep it interesting and like to do multiple things all at once. And so he was like, uh, maybe you'll get bored for a second. And we're like, no, we no. won't. We'll find something Which, more. Which with that, you better be paying attention because there's big news on the horizon. You keep dropping things like. I'm just saying. I know. <laughs> you know what's going to happen is we film these episodes and we'll have a couple in the barrel. We're going to have to just interrupt it. And we interrupt this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah, yeah, yeah. breaking news. Breaking news. I breaking can't wait. news is on the way. Dun, dun, I hope. Dun. Then God, I can wear my jacket and it'll be more like a news anchor instead of Dick Tracy. <laughs> God's on, God's on the throne. It's That's his, right. It's his timing. It's gonna be maybe so I won't have any announcements. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe you keep dripping and then we really have nothing to say. <laughs> oh dear God, we both had a panic attack. <laughs> be dripping. Be dripping for two years. Um, no. So we speaking of on the throne, we've been doing a series for the last like forever yep. weeks at our church 13 13 weeks of a series called get off the throne it's been life-changing it's been revolutionary it's helped us step into a new era and at the end of it though you talked about how there was still like several things uh, that we could still talk about 
And really the heart of this podcast was birthed out of helping teach our people uh, more, more yeah. that God had for them. And so one of the things that we talked about, we've talked about a few of them over the last few weeks, but one of the things you talked about that last day and said, this is one we could talk about, uh, and so we will on the tug of more, is getting your peace off the throne, getting your passivity off the throne. Yeah. Uh, it sounds funny to say, get your peace off the throne, because yeah. peace is something we believe comes from God, but yet it's it's more the fight for peace. Some of us hold on to our peace over purpose, like all the time. And yeah. so today we just want to talk about that a little bit, yeah. bat it around. Yeah. And uh, what does that mean to you? Well, no, I think that it's a, the antithesis of some of the other ideas. Exactly. So like we talked about, take your pace off the throne and rest. Right. right. We talked about, take your protection off the throne and right. trust God. Talked about your plan and <clears throat> right. like trust him with your plan, not your own plan that you formed, but yet peace is one that so many people fight for. Yeah. But the word peace is also yeah yeah comfort safety passivity ease right comfortability right lack of doing something difficult yeah tackling the thing and when we put our that kind of peace on the throne anything we put on the throne is just something that rules right it rules our life it's right. in charge it's the jefe it's the boss and we can put let's just not rock the boat right. on the throne. Let's just smile and make everything okay. And we put that on the throne. And what that makes us do is not deal with stuff. Correct. No, it's true. And so, yeah, we're not <clears throat> talking about holy peace that comes from God. We're talking yeah, about yeah. like man-made peace. Fabricated pretend peace. Yeah. Something I learned a long time ago was like, there's a difference between being a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. And some people really try hard to be peacekeepers, which means we keep peace at all costs. Therefore, even the cost of my own purpose, my own uh, calling, my own determination and what God is literally speaking. Yeah. Like, because God doesn't only call us to comfortable things. In fact, most often God calls us to step out and to do something difficult. And uh, man, I think it's something we've seen. And it might be that you are paying attention to watching and be like, no, that's not who we are on the tug team. We're people that tug into more. Yeah. We're not people who uh, are satisfied with putting that there. But I think we have to look at it and realize there are all kinds of areas of all of our life. That was the thing about this series that was so good is that you might have started thinking, starting the conversation thinking, this one doesn't apply to me. Yeah. But there are places in our life where we protect our peace yeah. over everything else. And it's super important to talk about. Ready for the yeah. bomb? Yeah. Good enough. Yes. Leads to disobedience. It's true. Yeah. It's good enough. I'm good enough. It's peaceful. My, my marriage is good enough. My right. finances are good enough. Right. The way I love my kids, it's good enough. Mm -hmm. My relationship with God, it's good enough. And good enough is the thing that kills more. Yeah. And who's the one who has more for you? God. Right. God. God has more for right. you. Right. And no, so, so good, good enough leads to disobedience. Right. Now, I think that there's moments that we need to call it good enough. I think there are seasons that we can be content well, we're not but contentment is say, we're contentment's not, different than right. a a attitude of it's good enough. Right. I was going to say contentment is not the same thing at all. In fact, because contentment is being content where we are, trusting and knowing that God is still doing more, but we're just waiting on His perfect timing. We're yeah. waiting on His perfect plan. Whereas good enough is a settling. Mm -hmm. It's a uh, it's a I don't want to do anything hard. Sometimes it's built in places of I've already done enough hard. I think yeah. a lot of times in our life, we get to the places where I've done a lot hard. I've had to handle things and that were hard. And so now I don't want to deal with anything hard anymore. And so I am good enough. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm safe. I'm secure. And so we, we stop. And yeah. that has always been you and I's fear of even talking about contentment yeah. is because we don't want to be stagnant. 100%. Because stagnant, just like stagnant water, gets moldy and mildewy yeah. and nasty and, and toxic uh, in our life. If we're not careful, we, we, if, we don't, or if we're unwilling to do that hard thing to keep things flowing, we'll get stagnant and we'll get stale and nasty. You know, we, we just did the episode, take pudding off the throne. Yes, yes. Take eating junk food in your palate right, and all the things. Right. Do you know that I am in this, I have been in this, I'm breaking it now. I've been in this cycle of gaining and losing and gaining and losing yeah. weight. Do you know why? Yeah. Is because I 
get really diligent, get really focused, and I lose some weight, and I get out of the double X shirts and into the extra large T-shirts, and then, well, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. That's good enough. I can have burger and fries and shake. Right. That's good. What I'm dude, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm down thirty pounds. That's good enough. Mm. The problem with that is it leaves you living this life of ups and downs and where you're constantly having to fight out of a hole. Right. It's good enough. I've lost enough. No, no, man. You haven't reached a goal. Yeah. You're just to this new level of of comfort. Right. Well, I remember uh, as a teenager. Comfortable. comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I remember as a teenager, my youth pastor used to say like, all things grow and when they stop growing, they start dying. And so if you're not growing, you're dying. This idea. And I think it's so intrinsic in me Um, but it's to your point that like, if we get to a place of just comfort, then we say, this is good enough. I'll just stay right here. But what we don't realize is that things will start dying off. And, and pretty quickly, I think we've tried so hard to protect the peace. That's why the peace is sitting on the throne. Yeah. But what ends up happening is in our comfort there, some other things actually can become more catastrophic if Hmm. we're not willing to. Uh, really keep addressing, hey, I know this may not be the most peaceful thing this in this moment, but I have to step into all the fullness of what God has. I have to address this small thing right now while it's small so it doesn't become huge. Yeah. And uh, it's a fight and it's a struggle. And I think it's important that we talk about it and help people maybe who are listening go, okay, well, what are you talking about? What in my life are you saying that I'm protecting my peace? What, is that, what does that even mean? How can I see it? How can I identify it? And then how is that so harmful to my life? Yeah, I think we protect our peace when one of those challenges comes our direction and we would rather avoid it right. than look at it. Yeah. And I think that that this is everything from like avoiding cleaning the house. Right. To avoiding dealing with mental our own mental health. Yeah. Uh, you know, I talk to so many people that won't go to counseling. You know, the reason they won't go to counseling is because they don't want to have to think about it all again. Right. I don't want to have to trudge all of that up. Yeah. I don't want to have to think about how my mom used to treat me. I don't want to deal with what happened to me as a nine-year-old. Yeah. And because we would rather just let peace, we would just rather let this pretend comfort of that didn't happen to me. It's an illusion. It's hard work to get healthy. Yeah. It's so hard. In this series, Get Off the Throne, I said that these are not messages that I wrote. They're messages that I wrestled. Mm-hmm. And that wrestling, it's hard work. It's it exhausting. Is. And wrestling is not peaceful. Right. You go watch the UFC. Those dudes are not in peace, but they're they're fighting for victory. Mm-hmm. And I think... Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I answered No, that. it's good. I think there's two types. For me in my life, I've identified there's two different areas where... Uh, they they're two sides of the same coin so um we talk a lot about yeah our our counseling and like emotional health and like on my emotional health journey i realized that i grew up in a house that was more chaotic Mm -hmm. and so for me i was like determined that in my life uh the house that i was creating was going to be full of peace it was going to be joyful it was going to be fun when we go on vacation it's going to be picture perfect every minute all the time and i would get so devastated by these moments that weren't perfectly peaceful. So what I would do is I would be over the top. I've talked with my counselor about it even in recent weeks that there are over-preparedness that I have, that my brain thinks super quickly and super strategically, but it's really a defense mechanism to try to maintain a joyful atmosphere at all times. Hmm. And so there's this overcompensation that has happened in my life in moments where I'm trying to put peace on the throne. And it's actually very harmful. Um, And I think that could be some people's angle is that I am over preparing for my kids. I am gonna double check on, triple check on them so that they don't have to walk through anything painful. Well, that's not good. They have to learn some of their own mistakes. They have to learn some of their own things. So in putting peace on the throne, there's been times that I'm over compensating. I'm over planning. I'm overworking it. And then when it doesn't, I freak out. Then I lose my absolute junk, which is the opposite of what I've been looking and striving for. Then the other side of it is the passivity that there are certain areas of life that I wanted to stay joyful, peaceful, happy, that I just don't even talk about it. Don't even address it. Don't even look at it. And 
keep smiling and nodding and just like, yeah, it's fine. And if, yeah. if I just look, look over here, not over here and, and have not been willing in certain mm. seasons to pull junk out, to say what I feel, to say what I think in a certain season or scenario, or what you just said is a great word or to wrestle with my spouse, with my friends, with my children, a, an idea, a concept, a yeah. situation, because I'm afraid it will cause a moment or a season to mm -hmm. not be peaceful. And so I think there's two sides of the coin that yeah. it's really important for me anyway, has been like, Hey, wait a minute. I have to look at it and go, do I have peace on the throne right now? So am I overdoing or am I underdoing? Mm -hmm. And both are, both are, uh, they're probably different personality traits, but they're also probably different scenarios. Well, because some people will jump in and fight this, but will avoid that at all correct, costs. Correct, correct. And so seeing in you which one you need to, you right. need to deal with. Because for me, there's been seasons with my husband and I where uh, financially, like I, I never really learned growing up how to balance that correctly, how to do that correctly. And then I overcompensated in seasons and overspent and overdid. And I did not want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about a budget. I don't want to talk about, uh, you know, how much I spent or how much I should spend. Pretend like it's not just there. pretend like it's all good and everything's good. Let's not talk about it. Let's not. You got to take it. pretend off the throne. Cause that good grief, but cause that's a wrestle that I knew we would have to conquer, but it was going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. It was going to require boundaries for me. It and was going to require boundaries for him. It was going to require. And it required you getting told. No. Yeah. yeah. It requires yeah. you being told something that you don't that I didn't want like. to hear. Right. And, and being vulnerable enough to admit that I was wrong, being vulnerable enough to have, um, what is the word? Like, uh, 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 we're both making co compromise compromise. Why can't yeah. I say the word? Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> that we both had to have compromise in things where, uh, because my husband is the super saver and I'm the super spender. Okay. Well, let's find a place in the middle and that, because what could have been is instead he said, no, this is the way it's going to be. And you're right. Okay. And I just had to, I submitted to it. Well, that, that is another way of passivity that won't last very long. That right. I was just, if I would have just, he would have said, well, we just won't save all our money, not spend it. I mean, that's an extreme, but if he would have done that, I could have said, okay, I'll just listen to what you say. But well, then, pretty then quickly, well, resentment grows. Resentment would have grown. Bitterness and, would have grown. Yeah. You're now not living in balance. Right. And so instead I had to wrestle in me. Why am I act? Why am I this way? What yeah. am I doing? I have to not have to, I have to be willing to address some unpeaceful things, uh, and, and have this conversation. And in the same way, talk to him in a way that is like, Hey, how can we compromise together to a, a happy end result? Not to my extreme or your extreme. Cause that's what, as people, we want it to go our way. Yeah. And, I think that that can be a fear so often in, in marriages and relationships and friendships is I don't want to bring up this thing cause it's going to change the relationship. It's going to change uh. the, the conversation. It's going to change the way dinner time goes, you know, whatever. Uh, that's really good. And it's, it, it did, it, you know what, for my husband and I, it did uh -huh. for a season negatively, Yeah. but now it is beyond where it was even before that issue yeah. because we've learned to trust and walk together. And so I'm afraid to bring it up. I'm afraid to deal with it. Cause if I deal with it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uncomfortable. It's going to change things. Things are going to get awkward. Right. Right. And it might for a minute, but, we, but how do we get past, how do we allow ourselves to, God. I always say it about you that you are willing to run into awkward yeah. and it's, it feels like a slam, but it's not. It's a compliment of a gift that like, there are awkward things in life, but how often I hear it, especially love, love you next generation. But like this, this young generation so growing up, that's their like excuse for it. Oh, I can't do that. It's so awkward. It's so awkward. And I'm like, no, no, no. We, it's awkward is as awkward does like run into the awkward and then it won't be awkward. We just had a meeting. Um, well, not just a little while ago. Yeah. A month or two ago. <sighs> that was awkward. Yeah. It was, uh, had a meeting with a some conversation family in the church about some decisions that are being made. Yeah. It was awkward. It was confrontational. Right. But the things that the people that we talked with, the decisions that they're making are going to lead to destruction. Right, right, right. It's going to lead to destruction in their life. And so as someone who loves them, there's a decision that I have to make. Yeah. 
Am I going to watch the destruction that's happening in their life and not say anything and keep peace on my throne Mm -hmm. and keep peace on our relationship? Or am I going to love them enough to go and say hard, awkward, wrestle, wrestling stuff with the hope of their growth? Right. Because if I don't say anything at all and I keep peace on the throne, the relationship's going to die anyways. Right. And I would rather give it a hope of health than just a guaranteed withering and dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so embrace the awkward, man. Embrace the difficult. I I got a call from a guy who's on the tug team, Uh who's an executive pastor. Yeah. So he's not the lead. He's kind of a number two role. And he was talking to me about some staffing issues and some stuff going on in the church that his boss, their pastor, just wouldn't deal with. Right. And I'm like, well, are they gonna are they gonna fire that person? Are there's gonna be a conflict conversation? Right. Is there gonna be a like a come to Jesus meeting? And and his answer was, I don't think so. Right. So what do I do? And it sucked because I didn't have a great answer because it was like, well, you're just gonna have to stew in it. <laughs> yeah. You're just gonna have to deal with it because the leadership isn't dealing with this awkward Hmm. moment they're not they would rather let peace sit on the throne yeah it's let's see how it plays out let's see what happens let's see let's see how it goes listen if you wait to see how stuff plays out then the devil's gonna win correct the devil he wants to steal to kill and destroy every aspect of your whole life right your ministry your marriage your health your finances your children he wants to steal it all and if we just wait to see what happens then the devil's the only one who's making plays well you just said stew he's gonna have to stew it out and i think that is such a like we both right now there's probably no one listening that if their child is walking into the street into Mm -hmm. oncoming traffic is not going to scream run look as awkward absurd yell get their kid back run in the street throw them back do all that they can to save their life but yet in these moments where nothing is boiling just yet it's just starting to simmer we sit in it we stew in it and we wait for it and we're going to be like what is it the frog or how you cook a lobster or you cook a thing you put it in the pot and then turn it on i don't even know what it is and we're gonna cook to death like because we see it as oh it's not that big a deal well oh it's not that big of a problem yeah but but we're not realizing that we're actually running into the street and about to get hit by the bus that's such a good illustration yeah because what many times we do is we wait to yell until the bumper is three feet away. Right, right. The Mack truck is coming to run something over. Right. And we wait until it's right right there. Right. No, man. Deal with it before the thing turns the corner a mile away. Right, right. Hey, kid, I know there's no traffic, but you're in the middle of the street. Yeah, this is not a good idea. I understand that when you look this way and you look that way, there's no truck coming. But playing in the middle of the street is dangerous. Right. So hey, right. listen to me. Right. From experience, get out of the street. Yeah, it's so And good. the people say, what, dude? This is totally safe. I can play out in the street. Yeah. I, I don't see no cars coming. And I'm like, yeah, but cars go 70 miles an hour. Right. It's, it's confrontational. Yeah. And maybe like confrontation is a word that has to be introduced into the conversation yeah, for because sure. whether it's confronting the hardest thing to confront is something in us. Right. That's called self-awareness. Right. It's easier to confront things in other people. Well, right. they, they do this and they need to do that. I need to fix it. But then in our own selves, we don't conf- we don't tell ourselves to get on the street. Right. No, it's really good. We're unwilling to admit in our own self, some of the places, maybe because we've had enough people confront us. Maybe that's why. Huh. Maybe we've lived a life where other people we're, getting, we're sick of I'm sick of I'm sick of you telling me what I'm doing wrong, how I'm doing it wrong, how I should do it different. Maybe it's from childhood, I mean for real, childhood trauma of like uh being in an abusive situation, being in just even a manipulated situation and it's like, no, never mind. I'm not going to confront that. I've already been confronted enough. Maybe it's from you know, I'm proud of where I am. It's what you said. And so that's good enough. Like I'm, I'm good with where I'm at and I'm not actually being destroyed yet. Like nothing's actually, I know there's some things in me that I like, Ooh, I, I don't want to talk about it. Or when it comes up, it makes me have all those feelings or I wait, lay awake at night and can't sleep because of, but it's all right. It's okay. Nobody else can see it. So I don't want to, I don't want to address it and deal with it. Yeah. 
you said something earlier that was really good. You said, um, you said maybe we don't deal with the thing that's confront happening, it, yeah. confront it because we had already dealt with some of it. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's true. It's like we got out of one lane of traffic, <laughs> right? But we're still standing in another lane. Yeah. There's still another, there's still other steps to go. And I think that when we have had those really not peaceful seasons, we just don't want to cause another one. And we've been right. There. Yeah. hundred percent. We've been there with staff transitions, people leaving and moving. Good God. How many times does our church have to move buildings? Right. And it's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to move again. Yeah. I don't want to move again. Cause if I move again, I know the problems it's going to create. Right. So talk, talk about no, that. It's you, really good. you alluded to it. No, and I think I there's think a lot there. There is so much in that. Yeah. I think it, it is from, and especially for us as people on the tug, we have to get comfortable with confrontation. Uh -huh. We have to be comfortable with the change, whatever the word is that it, it, what happens is there's things that we've dealt with. There's things that we've addressed. Even for me right now in this season, going back, I'm in this like deep origin work that I already dealt with a lot of this. I already went through my family story. I've already dealt with the trauma of my parents' divorce and the things that did in me. I've already dealt with some of those things that made me broken and sad and confused. But now I'm going even further back. Now I'm digging out some really deep stuff. Yeah. And it's helping me identify um, where now uh, we've talked about a little bit, like the role that I've picked up in life, the, the, the person and the personality that I've carried all the way till I'm 40. And suddenly it's not serving me in certain areas anymore, but I didn't want to confront any more of it. Cause I already confronted a lot of it. So good. Wait. And it was super hard. It's and it so was like, good. I'm good now. I literally, I already did that. I've literally told my counselor uh, last session yesterday, <laughs> I literally said, I just, I don't know sometimes how to keep trudging it up because I'm okay now is what I said. I'm, I'm okay. And I'm like, and he's like, right. But okay. Still has a whole lot of words attached to the word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is a big gap, right? It's not good, right? It's not great. I'm fine. It's not horrible. I'm fine. It's just okay. Yeah. But fine is a four letter F word, right? No, it's true. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. And so I've had to be like, okay, but what do I want for my kids? What do I want for my grandkids? Hmm. Like my kids are actually in stepping into adulthood right now. And so there's been moments of it where I felt like it doesn't matter. I already screwed it up. Like they're already, they're already grown. Now they're about to be in counseling. So Charlie. they can be in counseling for what I didn't deal with. But wait a minute, what would I hope for? Oh, I would hope that someone would come back and say, hey, I know I screwed it up, but I love you. I'm sorry. And I'm trying to do better. Oh yeah. Okay. Then I should dig in me some of those things. And what you, the word wrestle really gives me so much freedom to realize that there is, uh, there is so much goodness in being willing to wrestle it that I think we're so afraid of the damage and what you and I have talking, talking about like staff transition, church transitions, yeah. pain that we, we've walked through some painful crap in yeah. the last seven years. And so it can make us not want to wrestle it anymore because I've already done it. And it I really don't want hurt. another black eye. I really right. freaking hurt. And, and I, I wounded people and people wounded me. And yet when I understand it's the Holy spirit in me, like helping me wrestle it out, then I'm like, Oh wait, this is so I won't do any more damage. Yeah. Or maybe I'll do less damage this next time. Yeah. Maybe this next, uh, this next season, this next generation, this next argument with my kid, whatever. I can handle it a little bit better than I did the time before if I'm willing to really wrestle and confront this crap. And so, yeah, it's this very uncomfortable and yet very holy work. It, the real name, I know that we're picking all P words. Yeah. But it's, you said it, it's take okay off the throne. Yeah, yeah. Take okay. I'm okay. This is okay. I'm okay, it's okay. Yeah. Everything, aren't we okay? Aren't we okay? Hmm. Well, yeah, we're okay. But are we right? really where God has us? Yeah. Like well, I, is when okay, I- Is okay what, is okay, okay with God? Like is okay what he really wants for us and has chosen for us? Okay is not okay. Or is okay what I'm okay with? Well, okay isn't the more. Right. The fullness. Right. God has a plan for us. Yeah. exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or imagine right that doesn't sound like okay mm -mm. 
but not we, at all. But it's so good, man. But we live at okay. Yeah. Because we don't want to wrestle right. to exceeding abundantly. Right. I feel with this mentality. Yeah. A little cursed. Hmm. Personally. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. I mean, I, cause I've been like you, I've never, you put words to it that I'm willing to walk into awkward yeah. and I've never understood that until you started telling me that about yeah. myself because every relationship that I've ever had, right? Like I'm the one that sat my group of friends down when we were 15 and talked about how I don't want to look at porn anymore. Right. I've always been the one to like, yeah admit it or say it or pull it or fight it. I have a meeting this afternoon at three o'clock with a guy <laughs> that doesn't even know it's coming. <laughs> he thinks he's coming to talk to me about one thing, but I, he doesn't, I'm about to, I'm about to right hook this dude in the face in love <laughs> because I love him so much and I yeah. see so much potential in yeah. it. Yeah. And it's, it's a curse a little bit because, well, because you're just, you're wrestling people you love. Right. I'm going to have this meeting with this guy and I love him so much that it's worth yeah. the wrestle. Yeah. No, it's really good. And I think that, um, what you're saying is, is, so I'm not saying a whole lot of words cause I'm, I'm in real time. You're God's, in real time. God's processing. downloading to me. Yeah. A part of my, well, it, the, it's the curse it's, and it's not a curse. No, but it's it, the weight. It's the mantle of it's, having vision and believing there's well, more. And as wrestling through our origin stories, we recognize there's roles we pick up and what's so good about God is that he turns it for good. Yeah. And so you and I both have realized in the last year that the reason some of our brain thoughts go quickly and solve every possible scenario is from some of our like, like way long ago things that we walked through. And yet how good is God that he turns those things for good and he allows us then to, the reason you're willing to run into awkward is because you can see the truck that's two miles away. And you see the truck two miles away that other people can't see till it's about a mile away. That's the, that's the truth. Mm -hmm. And you and I, because of life scenarios, uh, where some might say, oh man, that was hard. Yeah, it was hard. It was sad. It was heavy. But instead of going, but now it's just enough. It's like, no, I, I did walk through that and I don't want anyone else to ever have to walk through that. Or I don't want to ever get to this place. Or I've seen others walk through it and I don't want to get there. So when I see it two miles away, I'm going to address it then. And that's why you're willing, that's why it feels awkward because you're addressing it. I'm bringing it up too early. A little too early. Everything's okay. There's not a problem. Why are you, Trustin, why are you bringing this up? Everything's okay. Yeah. But you see the potential for right. what could be. And, that, and, and it's a, and so you say it as that, yeah, it's a double-edged sword of like, the only reason it's a curse is because it makes you have to walk into awkward moments, but it's such a blessing for the fact that you're willing to and able to, and, and for those who will receive it, then it helps save them from what they're, uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, dude, sorry guys, my mind's a little, <laughs> no, it's good. a little bit on my own, my own understanding. Yeah. Okay. Of, of some of the wrestling that I have to do in myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what does somebody need to do? Like, okay, you've been living in okay. Someone's yeah. li been living in okay. They know that there's a truck a mile down the street. Or they, maybe they don't. They know that they're okay. Or they have people telling them yeah. that there's something that needs to be worked on or, or dealt with. How do we, how do we start the wrestling match? How do we, how do we help them? See that okay is on the throne. Yeah. No, I mean, something you and I say to each other a lot or in certain scenarios, it's like, hey, I just want you to know because of this thing, I'm trying to navigate this other thing might eep out of me. It might eek out. It might like, what? Right. there's different phrases we use, but like, what's eeping out of you? Like, what is, uh, what is it? Is it, is it frustration? Is it discontentment? Is it, um, man, is it passivity? Is it? Do you feel lonely? Do you feel uh, disconnected? Like, hmm. what is it that you feel? Okay. Okay. But then identify that what you feel is not the root of where it's coming. Okay. So check the dashboard. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, in your car, you have a dashboard has gauges and lights and all the things. Yeah. What Whitney's saying is genius. Check the, where are you having a caution light in right. your life? Right. Man, I'm lonely. Yeah. I'm angry. What yeah. are, what are. Uh, it could be, um. Man, this, people keep saying this about me, and that's not even true. Like, 
yeah. okay, well, maybe you're angry. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you feel misunderstood. Everybody maybe, else does it. It's not that big a deal. Right, right. What is it? That, I've already, I've already made so much progress. Right. I've already grown so much. I'm already so different from who I used to be. These, these, these feelings or outbursts right. are defense mechanisms to, to keep to, okay some, to, yeah. to protect your okay. And then something our counselor said to us, uh, years ago that has helped us both is like, okay, well then like, uh, the big question is you're identifying the fear, but like, what's the worst that can happen? So from that EEP, okay, so what am I so afraid of of that? What am I so afraid of of my loneliness? Well, I'm afraid I'll never have friends again. I'm afraid I'll, okay, well, what, where is that coming from? Why, why do you feel that way? What is the, what is the deep core fear in you? Well, the deep core fear is that I'm not enough and nobody wants to actually be my friend. Oh, wait, like we have to be willing to take it three steps beyond just the dashboard. Cause the dashboard is not like, I don't know anything about cars, but I yeah. know that when my engine light comes on, I better take it to somebody who does know. And so like, uh, I have to be willing to sit and like look at my gauges and go, something is not correct. And then if I can't go deeper in that, I have to go to somebody else and say, can you go deeper with me? That's the answer. Can you, can you look at this? Cause like I am exploding here or I am frustrated here or I'm really sad here, but I'm not really sure why. Cause it doesn't make a lot of sense. That's can be counseling. That can be friends. That can be, mm -hmm. um, people in your life, your family, whoever, because for me, there's times where I can easily evaluate, Oh, this thing's eeping out, but it's really rooted here. But some things are freaking tricky. You said it. It's it's so good. It's three steps deeper. Yeah. That's what we have to search for. Yeah. I have all you, these. Y'all need to write Whitney a letter. <laughs> Stupid. And tell her, put it in the mail with a stamp on it and tell her Stupid. thank you for that. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's genius. Well, we see the thing in our life that we don't like. Right. It's three layers deeper yeah. of why that lights on. It, it really it's is. It's not a problem with the dashboard. It's a problem with the transmission cooler. Correct. It's far yeah. deep it off. I like, you I don't, don't even, know it. You don't even know what it is. Yeah. I think my battery died. I'm out of gas. No, 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 no. Right. Your battery's not dead. You're not out of gas. You, something real three layers deeper. But and you know what you need? somebody else who knows how to work on that. Correct. I can fix all kind of stuff. I've never rebuilt a transmission. Right, right. I don't know how. Right. It's too complicated, man. I don't have the tools. I don't know how to build and repair a transmission. Yeah. And so when my, when I, when my truck's not driving right, yeah. God, Whitney, it's so genius. So this is what we're saying. There's probably also like to okay, me, go. the other problem is then uh, I'm not saying it correctly, so you can help me. But like we put gas in when it really needs oil or we put, yeah. what happens is then we, because we're unwilling to go those three layers deep, we, we mask and we, and we, we, but we actually cause more damage. So well, last time I was broke down the side of the road, it only cost $300 for an alternator. Right. And so it should I'm only be three. I'm just gonna go get another alternator. It's only $300. No, right. baby, uh, no, 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 no. Now a transmission is three grand. Right. And you're, you're not going to have your car for 10 days. Right. You know what that means? Your marriage is about to be in a fight for exactly. when, when Rachel exactly. and I, when Rachel and I have really got into deeper healing, we're shell shocked. Right. I come home from counseling and I'm not okay. Right. And I have to tell her, Hey baby, I, I don't even know who I am anymore. My operating system is needs to be rewritten. Yeah. That's put the thing in the shop no, and do the work. You know, but if we won't go those three levels deeper, we're never gonna. We're just gonna live in okay. Yeah. And, and I didn't know. I, I'm sorry. No, I'm not, keep going. I keep didn't. Going. I, 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 I. The first time I really went into counseling, I dealt with some ministry hurt stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. And I thought I just did the deep work in my life. Right. I'm good. I'm healed. I fixed it. I fixed it. I fixed it. I'm right. good. I'm okay now. Right. But then as I keep tugging into more, I realize that no, the reason that I was in the position to get hurt how I was here is because of character stuff in me. Maybe character is not the right word. Character traits. Character traits, personality, personality stuff, deep. Roles that roles. you picked up. My yeah. role is from when I was seven. Right. There's this role in me as a seven-year-old that I picked up along the way and it allowed me to get manipulated up here. Right. And until I realized that my role 
that I had drawn for myself was to just pick it up. Mm-hmm. Just pick it up, trust mm-hmm. and just pick it up. You can pick it up. I didn't realize what I was doing to myself until I could, my counselor got, I was, he was like, let's talk about your parents. I was like, I don't need to, my parents are the best. He's like, okay, well, let's talk about your relationship with your dad. Let's talk about your relationship with my mom. I was like, okay, cool. And I'm talking to him fully confident. There ain't nothing there. Yeah. Because yeah. I have the best parents. Right. They're probably watching. Mom, dad, you did a good job. Right. I have the best parents. But that doesn't mean that the circumstances of my childhood and my life right. and difficulties that our family had to walk through didn't shape my view of the world. Correct. And some we've of that- We've all been shaped. By, we've all been shaped we've all somewhere. We've all been shaped by the things and the people that raised us, the, the place we were raised, the circumstances surrounding and, how we were raised. And it were nature and were nurture. Right. And until it's I would both. really understand that nurture, right. I could not understand how I was acting as a man. Right. That was wrestling. Yeah. And until you do that wrestling, you're just okay. But the fear- and There's deep, there's three levels deeper. But the fear is that if I wrestle it, uh, our, your body. So dang, we're getting deep. Sorry. Uh, your body re- remembers traumas and feelings and emotions. And, and if we feel suddenly a feeling we felt when we dealt with something way back where maybe in our childhood, maybe just something we dealt with two years ago that was hard and we had to overcome, then we get this response in us of like, Oh crap, I don't want to go there again. And so, I mean, protect I, myself. Yeah, back yes, up. Yeah. I've already done this hard it's thing. It's okay. I don't wanna, right. Put frosting on the cake that's broken. Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, but, but even just, uh, this last weekend in our home, we had a, uh, like a conversation, but between the four of us, Aaron and Mick and Easton and I, and it got escalated, uh, passionate. Uh, it wasn't like screaming and, and like profanity or anything, but there was some yelling and some intensity and it felt like the season where I was out of control emotionally, where I was ramping up and I was overwhelmed and I was letting things boil out of me like crazy. It's what it felt like. It's not what it was because what we were in was actually a better healthy season of wrestling than we've ever been before. So yeah, I didn't love the the intensity of the conversation, but in me, I started to feel Hmm. it rev up in me that you're not safe. You need to scream and freak out and react. I started to feel internally what I used to feel back then, but this was a new level of health and understanding and wisdom. And it's like, no, 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 here's the clarity. Here's what we're going to talk about. And what's crazy is what we used to have set our family back a month Hmm. of, of chaos and words that were said and, and things we shouldn't have done. And then my devastation of this is not the peaceful home that I was trying so hard to fight for. And so now I'm going to scream and mom's going to act even crazier trying to get the peace. Uh, was a one hour conversation, heated, intense, like thing that, that was just heavy and hard. It's family. You have to deal with right. real things in yeah. family. Just being honest. No, which is I'm good. a pastor. I still have family. No, like, which is good for you to say. Thank you for saying it. it so, we, Pastor Whitney dressed like Dick Tracy coming on Sunday, <laughs> looking like Barney, married to Aaron the Silver Fox <laughs> pilot. <laughs> right. Guess what? She they got into a shouting match. Yeah, we had last week, last Saturday so in like, our home had an intense conversation about quit, real things that quit, had to be handled. Quit beating yourself up. Right. Quit it. Quit it. You're telling your, you're calling yourself more messed up than you are. Right. Life is hard. Yeah. Life is hard. And People decisions are real. People have different opinions. Right. But, but for, but yeah, all go. that to say, what I wanted to react and respond with was devastation. I failed us. And then an actual in the moment, real time freak out. But because I am now understanding, no, wait a minute. Just because there was intense trauma, drama, pain, hurt, yelling, chaos, then. No, no, no. You've gotten all the way over here. That's not what this is today. This is just dealing with this one isolated scenario. Okay, I'm going to get my peace off the throne. Yeah. I'm going to get my passivity off the throne. We're going to handle this correctly. And then. And I'm going to choose to not be triggered. Correct. Because of how I feel. Because I feel the trigger and that's the word I should have used. Because it feels like it It used to feel. It feels like it used to feel, but it's not what it used to be. It's not. And so it's not for any of us because we've all been on a journey together. And so what I, what I could hear my husband say a word that he used to say, and it might've made me feel this way, or he might've made it that way back then. He don't mean it like that. Now I had to hear it. We had to all hear it correctly. And what is true is that already like this is 
Tuesday, but even by Sunday night, we were sitting together again, having dinner again in a, in a very peaceful space, able to openly talk about the conversation we'd had the night before and why it had gone the way it had gone and what people were feeling and thinking from it because we're not who we used to be. And so it's easy to want to run away from that moment. In that moment, I either wanted to just leave the house, not have the conversation, or freak the junk out, because I can win. I, my brain can get me to win with words, but also with my intensity, both. <laughs> and I wanted to do that, but that's not what was called for in the moment. It was, let's handle it, let's heal it, let's actually have the conversation about it. And identify that we're all humans and we're still gonna have emotional reactions. But then by Sunday, let's be able to all sit and just go, hey, some of that got a little beyond what we wanted it to, but we're not who we used to be. And so do you see where I was coming from? Yeah. Do I see where you were coming from? Yeah. Do you see where they were coming from? Okay. Let's all four come together and be able to move forward. And that's not being fake. It's not being pretend no. that, oh, you're, oh, so you're just a screaming, yelling family. No, we're just a family. And so like we dealt with hard stuff on Saturday and then we showed up at church on Sunday and smiled and loved God because you can do both Yeah. because we can do hard things. So, Dude, it's so, good. so understanding those trigger moments and then wrestling with them internally and dealing with it. Cause when Whitney says she could have won the argument, you could have won the moment, correct? But then those the, but those lost those that you love would walk away <laughs> right. feeling unheard, right? And no pros, no progress, right. right? Now there's other personalities that aren't yelly, screamy. They are just shut downy, correct? And cryy, correct? Or avoiding or whatever, like no, it's really there's all the true. personalities, and so we've got to choose to get untriggered. Yeah, what is what this is, is a, my default? I think is the question you have to ask yourself. Because my default is to scream and freak out. That's my default. On revolvers, like guns. Oh, yeah. There's a hammer on the back. You know, the hammer, you pull the hammer back. I don't, but okay. I trust you. Well, so like in revolvers. I've shot a couple guns, but if you, you remember. If you <laughs> don't, well. oh, yeah. We went, to a, we went to a shooting range for somebody's for birthday. For my, ber my birthday. <laughs> and Whitney's shooting. I took an AR, and Whitney's shooting through the AR, and I don't see her hitting the target anywhere. And sh somehow she's looking through the optical wrong and she's shooting into the ceiling <laughs> and shooting the, the track that's bringing the yeah. target back and forth. He said, and this they, should be an $1,800 fine. They almost like, kicked oh, us out I'm of the sorry. thing. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> then he on saw a, I was sad and pathetic and he was on, nice. Okay. Okay, go. On a revolver. On a revolver there's hammer. A, there's a hammer. Yep. That if you just pull the trigger on a revolver without the hammer cocked, it's a very hard pull. Hmm. But the reason that you cock the hammer is because it makes it a very easy pull. Yeah. And what we have to learn is to decock the hammer in us. Right. Have a harder trigger. Yep. Have a longer pull before you lose your junk. And I know that this illustration only hits 20% of the tug of more no, audience, but, it makes but maybe sense. it's those men that need to understand no, they're walking around all cocked. Right. Super triggered. Decock your trigger, man. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Right. Maybe I need to learn. Maybe I'm in the middle of the street. I'm about to get ran over. Mm. But because this feels scary and it feels not okay right. and it feels not peaceful, mm -hmm. bang, 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 bang. I'm, I'm safe now. Yeah. No, we've, it's so good. It's so deep. <laughs> I, said, I hope said. it's, I hope it's even, I hope it's even getting, I hope, I hope the depth of what I'm thinking is even able to be broadcast no it is because in a very like practical tactical sense uh, there are the 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 oppor opportunities to fight flight or freeze it, yeah. it is the opportunity in these moments yeah. when we feel uh oh crap my peace is being stolen that's what it is my safety mm -hmm. my my okayness it's not okay anymore or or it's been okay so i just want to leave it okay i don't want to get any but you have these opportunities to fight to run away f flight or to freeze just to like totally shut down and what you're saying is for men for people some people it's to just fight everyone yeah. but it could be that you're running away from it and you need to address it it could be what you're saying is really no it's super there, good there's another there's another option what is it faith oh yeah that's true maybe instead of fighting or freezing yeah or running, running away. away fighting is right. you could just have faith 
in the person who's confronting you. Yeah. Yeah. You could have faith that when you get into that awkward conversation, God's going to give you the words to say. So good. I used to go into conflict and I need to have bullet points. I don't anymore. Yeah. Because I now just know that God's with me. No, it's so good. And, and, and have the faith in the process Yeah, in knowing that if you are, if you are, uh, we always say like assume positive intent. If we, if I am with people that are trustworthy, then I can assume their positive intent in this conversation. We can work together to get to the other side. And this is going to be a process and it might be painful for a minute. And it might be like wounds from a friend can be trusted, but also like I can trust your side of it, even if it's not all the way correct. I can trust your heart in it. Even if the words you say come out wrong, I can trust uh, your, your best intention for me or for us, our relationship or for this situation is that it would end uh, in the more that God has for us in that. And so I'm going to trust you. I'm going to lean in. I'm, I'm going to hear what you have to say. I'm going to, I'm going to look past when you've done it wrong before. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to replace the old with the new. It's hard to do, but in real time, if we will have that faith, faith in God and then faith in each other that like he's leading us to the next right step, then we can get there. Wow. That's good. That was a good episode. Wow. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. Where do you have okay on the throne? Yeah. Where do you have peace? Where do you have it's good enough? Yeah. Where do you have this is fine? Right. In charge. Because fine, it's okay leads to disobedience. Yeah. Yeah. Because God has more for you, man. Right. He wants you to thrive and soar into all of the gifts that he has. Yeah. He wants you to run things and change people's lives and all the visions and dreams in your own heart. He wants you to be able to accomplish. Yeah. But if we're just living okay, yeah, we aren't going to be the people that can do it. Right. It's really good. Pull it off the throne, put God there, have a conversation, deal with, okay, right. When you will let her tell her, <laughs> thank you. Cause dang that three level thing, money. Hopefully, uh, hopefully in like listening to this, you're not frustrated at us, but that you're letting God work in you. That's my hope in it is that you are able to have the faith to trust that like, Hey, if I'll just lean in that God's going to do it. Well, they just click off. Well, that's true. <laughs> They're just like, man, these people make me mad. Click well, all those people that already clicked off. They just got okay. On the they throne. be gone. Yeah. No, love y'all. Love you. Wait, 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 what? Pray for him. Oh, God help us yeah. as we take uh, okay and get it off the throne that we yeah. would literally be surrendered to you knowing that more is not our more it's your more yes. and saying hey god show us where you have for us next help us uh, address the things that need to be addressed help us uh, not be passive but be proactive into yeah. what you want for us god we love you and thank you amen amen love you guys see you next time